0: This is the Olive Magazine podcast, a weekly roundup of food and drink chat brought to you by the team behind Olive Magazine, and this is episode 135. I'm Janine, Olive's food director and podcast host. This week, I went to meet one of our favourite Olive contributors, Sabrina Gale, who has created some incredible spicy comfort food recipes to warm up our January issue. We talked all about how comfort food is so linked with childhood and nostalgia, how to cure illness with Persian food, and why denial should never be on the menu at this time of year. So we're welcoming back one of our favourite writers. Well, in fact, I've I've got your whole list here. Cook, food writer, supper club host, teacher, TV chef, and author of four books.
1: You left out Capricorn.
0: Capricorn, <laughs> Sabrina Gale and the four books are Persiana, Sirocco, Feasts and brand new upcoming book Bazaar which is out yeah. in April and you're going to come back in April and talk to us about that. I will if you won't be sick of me. Yeah. But um, but today we are talking about comfort food. Yes. Because in our January issue we decided we've done a bit of balance because we all like a bit of balance so there's, yeah. there's some nice kind of I wrote them. They're not like super healthy, like some nice satisfying salad recipes for the people who want to get a bit of, you know, feel a bit virtuous. And then, and actually your, your stuff isn't, when I looked at the nutrition and stuff it isn't it isn't like you're launching headfirst into like fat and calories it's actually Not quite good all. your brief was to write a Sam. what wasn't your brief it was your idea actually wasn't it <laughs> um, <laughs> was you said I want to do some comfort food that's going to be kind of spicy and give people a bit of a lift and stuff yeah um just... in our Jan issue yeah
1: and I, and I just think that I know that you guys provide plenty of inspiration for mm. everyone who wants to do whatever they want yeah. to do. And, you know, I know you're not preachy and I love that because I don't like being told what to do. I'm yeah. a, I am ai am a stubborn character and I don't, um, you know, I, I want a little bit of everything. And yeah, I, me too. I, I think my, my diet is <laughs> a kind of like split between, you know, I'll eat, carbs thanks and uh cover it in a cheese blanket as we've we've coined this phrase now but i'll also eat salad yeah. thanks and i'm not i don't need to have that in a period Best i do both. yeah you, you need to i think the happiest i've ever been is rolling with the food that i want to eat yeah and doing it fast like getting it in you fast because if you just go i won't have that cake now oh, and God, you wait no. seven days then, then you you'll, you'll just eat the whole cake you'll face plant that cake you will yeah so um so yeah spice because like i think winter is especially january it's always perceived as a very austere period everybody's broke after christmas and the spice cupboard is like endlessly given if you've got a few basics Mm. and maybe a couple of extra exotics or things that you're not usually familiar with and for me it's the it defines everything I do. It defines yeah. my book recipes. It defines what I cook for people. It's, you know, what makes a chicken seven different things. That's true, actually. Because, you know, sometimes that's all you've got or all you can afford
0: or all you want. Mm. and But you just want it to be a bit different. Just give me an idea for a future feature, actually, Sabrina. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we'll talk about the recipes later. But let's talk about, um, first of all, I was thinking like comfort food. Is often a nostalgic thing, and I think I said to you, like, you know, when I was growing up, like my grandma used to make like amazing pies and stews, and it, and I, it, in my head, it's all kind of linked together with this, you know, it kind of takes me back there slightly. Like, what, what were the dishes when you were growing up that you remember, kind of, you know? that made you feel good and I know you were born in Iran but then you moved here when you were two years two, old yeah, yeah. so was it a mix of um the British and the Iranian or yeah. Persian
1: it was uh, my childhood was really weird people always expect as an author that you'll have yes my <laughs> grandmother used to take me into the kitchen <laughs> I mean, like no I didn't grow Summering up in, in Provence yes yeah, <laughs> Proven- I just have family that didn't cook like, yeah we're not you know, grandma scraped it together one Sunday every six weeks and made a couple of things and froze them ready for right. when like guests came. So I don't have those wonderful, I wish I had your grandma sort of <laughs> that 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 wonderful comfort food memories. But you know, definitely Persian food, whether we ate it here or somebody else's house or out, right. we, we yeah. were very sociable people. So I do, you know, there are, I have my set of Persian recipes yeah. that I absolutely loved. And then, you know, the recipes that really turned me to cooking mm. were all kind of based around watching Ken Hom on telly yeah. as a kid. So st- I know it's not what we now call comfort food, but stir fries yeah. and that like,
0: noodly thing. That
1: and... noodly thing was really new in the early yeah. '80s, and so woks, When
0: everybody had a wok in the '80s, I remember. I, I remember like Ken Ken Holmes' hot wok. I say, no. say that really carefully, yeah. and I'm wondering now whether they were slightly taking the piss with that like, <laughs> title. And it's it, quite it it cheeky, but it was a revelation. It was
1: so so different, and I was really lucky to have a Chinese supermarket near yeah. my house because who had a chinese supermarket near their house in the 80s unless you lived in the center so of so but
0: at the same time it was the first i think it was the first set of kind of ingredients that you know of like foreign ingredients yeah. that became available in supermarkets yeah. as well wasn't it yeah
1: well between him and madder jaffrey because yeah. obviously the whole sort of legacy of like british empire and stuff meant that we were we did love a curry yeah, we, we did curry. love certain ingredients mm. and probably even quicker than we adopted even Italian food, really, in
0: our homes, I reckon, I, would say. I remember growing up with that yeah. kind of... Yeah,
1: turmeric wasn't so
0: alien in no. cupboards. There were a lot of ingredients, the garam masala and things that maybe we I don't think, use now. I, but... I think probably in my mum's cupboard, it would have been just your bog standard curry powder. Yeah. Was yeah the thing. Which I still have. Yeah. I still use that I still like things. that flavor I don't that use again, it in that... curry
1: no. <laughs> but I do use it in yeah. certain things yeah. and I don't use garam masala again in curry but I do use it, it as in a certain spice things. yeah it's just its own ingredient um mm. you know uh
0: so you so were watching Ken and getting inspiration from all I was these...
1: and also school dinners man yeah. were
0: a revelation for me and
1: I chubbed up good and proper like
0: <laughs> really porked I used to up love school. school dinner
1: yeah but I was that that stupid foreign girl <laughs> that I was just enamored by it were all the kind of like i always call the skinny english kids they used to look at me like i was bonkers because i was like oh seconds of cabbage yeah <laughs> and a scoop of a scoops of mash that, do you remember the yeah i remember of mash. the mash and the ice cream scoop where i used to get the half circle I and I, like I just that. went bananas yeah so comfort food was sausage pie anything yeah. pie Gravy, cabbage, roast potatoes—things I just were, were as exotic as Thai food. It might be to, or you know, Vietnamese food might yeah. be to someone else. Today, that was exotic. They used to do to those
0: me. big. Do you remember like a big tray slab of pie yeah. that just got cut yeah. into squares and then yeah. the, the two scoops of mash and then the gravy poured yes. over the top. Yes. And I'm I drooling thinking about. <laughs> I love. Do you remember? Do you remember in Tawi there was
1: um, Nanny Pat's sausage yeah. platter? It, just she was famous for this dish, oh apparently, and I was like, Is that like that's... a
0: giant sausage roll?" Yes, yeah, yes, and I was like, please. "Oh my god, that was
1: like that's my school <laughs> proper when they used to make the puff pastry, like from, the dinner ladies yeah, would, would make actually them. cook yeah. a lot of it from scratch." The only thing that I had a real issue was with stewed tomatoes. I never they were from a tin, and I never yeah. understood
0: why it was just reheated in tomato. I don't know. I think I think up north. Um, the tin tomatoes appear on breakfast quite on a fry-up. Oh dear. It's good. Honestly. It? Try it. Yeah.
1: I can't. I can't even have a fry-up anymore. Okay. <laughs> we've we've become far too Avo and Mash.
0: Avo on toast these days. We've moved on a bit. We've moved on a bit. <laughs> I, really I still have. don't mind a bit of um stewed tomatoes on the fry up. Oh yeah. Um so you so basically your cuz your your mama G mama G as we call her mama your mama G yeah.
1: trademark should trademark that mama G
0: you said like she she doesn't i mean she, she's the same as my mom they don't you know they've got far more important things to be doing than slaving around in a kitchen and she, stuff Do you know what I I'd like to say
1: she does but actually <laughs> it's later life now yeah. and she works for me so yeah. I don't know mama G's problem it wasn't her fault Because there is a big, you know, that culture and you have it here. It doesn't Mm. matter where it is of being ousted out of the kitchen while other people are doing cooking. Yeah, absolutely. Now, in a lot of cultures, in Indian culture, you know, Hong Kong, Asian culture, it's not terribly uncommon if mum and dad are working to have just a cook somebody who just does the food in the house. It's not about being loaded or any of those things. It's just a simple um, having a house cook and she was very much ousted out of the kitchen because of it. So she never got a look in. Whereas when I was growing up, Mm. she saw that I loved watching the TV and loved watching Ken and uh, was curious about doing these things. And Mm -hmm. so she was just going play in the kitchen. I wasn't allowed, but do your thing. So that if anything i kind of owe her my career really um even though she's got a really nice sort of sideline in me being her own personal chef yeah. for most of my life <laughs> she's ripping the rewards she really her. is she goes i think this weekend we should have we should cook this and i'm like eh, oh hang on a second just, by we you mean me right <laughs> so she pointed out and you cook it she do, basically she does and she has this habit of also the occasional times that i will yeah. allow it on in the house because i'm a baker phobe naturally yeah. anytime bake off is on yeah. she's she is a type 2 diabetic so of course sugar is (laughs) such a special thing for her so she watches these desserts being made and goes i think you should make that i'm like you must be joking i can't that's not my skill set i can't just pull these things out of the hat and you know so yeah bless her she she had a lot to do with it but she knows good food and she loves good food and is really hands down responsible for being the person mm. that led me to my love of food because she always indulged me she yeah, took yeah, me yeah. to you know benihana and and wow. sushi and like places like this when i was a kid when it wasn't even it wasn't even trendy then. it wasn't even I at mean, all it thing. wasn't even on the menu was it, it wasn't even a, a thing and taught me how to eat with chopsticks and would kind of encourage mm. all of these you know things all yeah. of these trendy like you know try this what do you
0: think like, just because just because you don't just because you're not necessarily into cooking doesn't mean you don't love eating no, and love exactly. discovering and love being that. Exactly. So did you hang out with the cook in the kitchen and kind of learn things? Or... No, because
1: that was Iran. Oh, so okay. we've, we've, you know, we left Iran in 1979 yeah. and um, you know, came here to this you know, very flat and, you know, life was very, very different. Yeah. You know, my grandpa died. We left everything behind. Um, you know, we had very little family here mm. at that time. And it just, it was a complete, you know, upheaval of life. Everything was upside down. It was very, very different. Mm. And just me, my mum, my grandma, my mum oh. was, you know, she was 22. Wow.
0: She's only 20 years oh older than me. God. So she it
1: was a a so period young. of adjustment yeah. for a long time, even though she'd obviously been here a lot because my Grandma's sister lived here, and my moms you know went to school here in in parts so mm. it, it was a we were very lucky that we had a foot here already
0: um and it became you know a wonderful home yeah so uh tell me some of the um the classic persian dishes that you would you know what is the equivalent of like the jewish chicken soup in persian cookie what is the what is the thing that if someone's ill or you want to you want to like come give them like a hug in a bowl what would you what would you cook for them
1: so i think every iranian will know that they're there when you're poorly right usually when your tummy poorly okay it's rice and yogurt
0: plain rice really? and yogurt. yeah that's what i give my dog when he's not well <laughs> no 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 seriously <laughs> it's, it's like it is a thing the vet says if your dog's like got an upset tummy you give them plain boiled rice and a little bit yeah. of yogurt it, there's a lot of wisdom in yeah. that
1: i think it's probably the cultures in it before yeah. obviously everything was processed to heaven high heaven yeah and, um yeah so that that's that's if you're tummy poorly yeah and then if you're um like if you're sick like just sort of cold and just fluey, cold and feeling
0: down under the weather yeah
1: then it would probably be something we call ush uh which Osh. is spelled ash basically but it's a whole range of soups and they're usually quite herb-based. Some have barley in them, some have rice in them, Mm -hmm. some have lentils in them or, or just standard sort of chicken soup. We don't sort of call it persian penicillin or anything no. and it's and it's probably a little bit different but um very simple foods because remember persian food isn't very spiced it, we don't really use spice really um, yeah sorry oh, yeah, about the, that no.
0: i'm <laughs> confused the hell heck out of everyone no, I? no 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 it, it's interesting because we um in our feb issue we're doing a, a feature from baron jack a rain, oh, a yeah, cafe. yeah, i'm so excited yeah. to go there and i was really surprised when we got the recipes in and tested them; they were stunning I was expecting them to be like super spicy no, and, and we no. We don't
1: use spice no. at all. We don't like it. We use cumin because we produce it, but not yeah. in the way that I use cumin. Oh, yeah. We have one rice that has whole cumin seeds in it. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, we use saffron as a marinade for all our yeah, meats. Yeah, that was one of the dishes it's is like, saffron.
0: yeah, really um, marinating and yeah. r- like bright yellow rapes and chicken. saffron, the chicken, yeah. yeah. and it's And then it's just grilled and standard yeah wow. so
1: very very our food is very very simple so actually if you're somebody that doesn't really know persian food or middle eastern food and it's like well, i'm not sh- i'm not really into spicy yeah. food one of our key dishes like our sunday roast yeah is a very simple either minced lamb kebab or roasted oh. lamb kebab with plain rice and a grilled tomato um, nothing scary or alien yeah, quite approachable. Totally. And- or yeah. you can have the chicken with lemon and saffron. Yeah, yeah. Very simple. No chili. We don't like oh. chili unless you live down south where you take your influences from mm. around the Persian Gulf. Interesting. Yeah. Very and you simple. have um
0: what's that um word? There's a word for stew, isn't there? Is it Koresh? Koresh. Yeah. Yeah. Which Ooh, you're is just... virtually Persian. Oh, you know, I just had a little look. <laughs> I was reading it. I was re- I was reading the feature and then I was like, but this is this is Sabrina's kind of thing. And like <laughs> and I think there was a I can't remember someone saying, Oh yeah, Korish actually just means stew. It just means so stew. So that just covers yeah. that whole sort of because you were doing one, I think, did you do a story on it where you were putting your Persian limes into it? Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, that's quite a famous stew, isn't it? So we so if I was gonna sum up Persian
1: food for yeah. you in flavour, it yeah. would be defined by herbs. Yes. Citrus. Yeah. And aromats, like oh. things that have a, a subtle perfume and right. that herbs fall into that category. Yeah. Rose petals, even though we don't really use them in anything, that's often perceived to be a very Persian sort of smell. Oh. But saffron, it's all about aroma
0: and yeah. subtle aroma. And it's quite subtle aroma as well, Very, isn't it? very And subtle. very distinctive because saffron is super distinctive. Rose yeah. petals are super distinctive as well. Yeah. But one thing that we
1: do like in large quantities that is, it, it was <clears throat> when I first started making Persian mm. food, um, and doing supper clubs, I was like, okay, this is not really everybody's taste. Yeah, we love sour. Like we mm. love sour. Like it's a common thing for kids to suck lemons, babies. Really, I, it's terrible because <laughs> it's like the worst thing you can give to a kid for milk teeth. But you know, it's yeah, they and do is that why love the, it. is that
0: where the is? dried persian limes come in exactly they are a very particular flavor aren't they they
1: are a very particular flavor and i don't think that most people still know what to do with them um so that's a common it probably in about 60 or 70 percent of our stews i would say they exist um and if not there's a squeeze of lemon and if not there's some of the dried lime powder as a souring agent um i first started replacing them with preserved lemons because they were softer for the western palate yeah. so I kind of lulled people yeah, in with yeah, that yeah. first and even then people still cut the skin off and don't know that they can eat them <laughs> and they're, they're really nervous but it's, of yeah, them it's
0: kind of the skin that's the best bit isn't it, it is
1: and also dried limes are a real, um, uh, a real uh, thing Persians love them, we eat them whole yeah. as long as they're softened we prick them in the really? stew, put them... You're shocked,
0: don't you? Yeah, we, because I've had one and it and was... It's like quite an experience. Yeah, yes.
1: We we do, we eat them whole. And wow. um, I once had Nigella here as a, at a supper club where I'd served <laughs> a Persian uh, stew and uh, just as a random customer mm. and she ate them and, and she loves them. And then literally the 11 other people at the table were like eating them too. And I think they were like, whoa, <laughs> this is
0: like... It's I think it's advanced, you know, it's like it, it, it is it is advanced,
1: <laughs> but I kind of was like advanced. Girl, work you there. you lead the way, show <laughs> these people. <laughs> you know? So and, it's it's an acquired taste. But yeah, sour is a big thing for mm. us. We're mad about it.
0: I know we were talking before about January and for a lot of people it is you know it's denial it's like new year new me all of that kind of thing and it it can be quite harsh you know I mean like there's only so much you can deny yourself in one of the greyest, saddest months of the of the year um I'm so sad I'm a January baby (laughs) and I hate that everybody looks at it like that no I I don't know I'm I'm having fun this month I Um, love it yeah but love it. Um, what do you, like, how do you, how do you approach it? Like in a balanced way. I I was looking back through your Instagram. One thing I noticed was um, your love of wraps. So you kind of, <laughs> I was like, she loves this thing of like wrap, avo, tomato, feta, chili, kind of. what t- I had yesterday, as yeah. you know, noticed
1: again. Yeah.
0: yeah. How do you, how do you get that kind of like that satisfaction without, you know, um, completely thrown at everything out of the window you know like the balance of kind of a little bit healthy a little bit satisfying you know what, i don't think about it don't you the, the times you just I gravitate think towards it,
1: it. The, the times i don't think about it is when i'm not finding that i'm on this massive sense of pressure on myself because mm. when i tell myself that's it you need to diet yeah which i don't actually diet but when i tell myself that's it you need to lose weight my mm. my brain is thinking about food twenty four seven and it I, I find it crippling actually. And if we're talking about depression yeah. and actually crippling mental anxiety. Yeah, 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 yeah. The one thing I don't suffer from mental illness, but the one thing that has caused me the most crippling mm. mental anxiety in my life has been what I eat and, and really? dieting and my weight and I overthinking <clears throat> it. Totally. I don't suffer from that anymore. But it creeps in my head because it does. It's normal. We're all humans. Yeah, it
0: takes it takes a long time to to work those it things took out. Me
1: years, yeah. and I'm not going to lie. There was some therapy and hypnotherapy really? involved in that because it was. So mud- how did it
0: used to manifest itself in the past? Was it? I, I think I developed really bad eating habits
1: from school onwards yeah. because, of course, I went it's to a school, trigger, isn't it? Yeah, and I just started stuffing my face, and these kids were skinny <sighs> kids mm. with a totally different metabolism and eating pattern to me yeah and i was eating what they were eating you know mars bar on the bus to school with a can of coke get into school mid-morning you got you have some absolute rubbish because that's what school was mm. or you'd go <clears throat> you'd ditch lunch and you'd go to the fried chicken shop across yeah. the way cause why did we all do out. that we all did it yeah we all did it this was the days before rocket and yeah. all these kids <laughs> kids wanting sushi you know you know I'm I'm 42 and that wasn't yeah that, that wasn't what we were eating. I remember then. doing that, like going Chip over shop. the
0: road for get yeah, going for a pasty yeah. rather than having like Total. a reasonably balanced meal in the canteen. It's my, ridiculous. My love of
1: Jamaican patties came around <laughs> from secondary school because quite a few friends were Jamaican yeah. and the shop over the road used to sell chicken and mushroom pies yeah. and Jamaican patties, oh, and God. I loved both. I yeah. still have a thing for crappy you know what I'm talking yeah. about the red foil base yeah yeah, uh, yeah you know yeah, yeah. crappy pies I love them. Yeah. I, I don't eat very many but if I see them in a shop somewhere not usually in London anymore but when I see a mince them i like pie. my sister's obsessed oh, with like a yeah. chippy mince mince pie. mince and onion yeah. oh god gold base gold base foil base yeah. you know that that was that started something unhealthy, and then actually, you know what? I think, to a certain extent, I think many children, you know, it's something that mm. we don't talk about, but eating disorders, whether a permanently damaging one or even a fleeting one, are yeah. very, very common in boys. So common, in boys and girls, yeah. not just girls and a, I certainly had my own eating disorders, and not nothing serious, but my own traumas that actually mm. affected my shape and body for two
0: decades after. Because they no, it knocks your metabolism out of whack if you start denying your body various nutrients it really does
1: and also beyond that Mm. now the fashion trends of what what people look like we were accepted now it's nice if you have a big backside people like that but you know what if you were slightly out of the normal skinny shape you got bullied in my school and I got bullied because I wasn't and I was I was very normal weight as a child yeah um and then i you know in my teens i started to gain weight and it wasn't what all the other you know Mm. sort of skinny english girls look like and i i did get bullied and it made me hide my food and have terrible you know these are things actually i don't really talk about because i'm not looking to be the ambassador for for any kind of nutritional diet but let's just say i spent the best part of 10 years working through my issues and my relationship with
0: food because it knocks it and then you end up really does and i think the worst thing is, you know, growing up, um, I I saw my mum and my grandma every Monday start a diet. They even, my mum's tiny, me too. my mum's petite. Me too. Anyway, my grandma was, you know, she was she was like grandma shaped. She was like cuddly. <laughs> but um, I used to say to them, you know, but you every Monday wow. you're talking about you're, you, you're back on the Weight Watchers or you're back on the whatever. It was Weight Watchers. Cabbage diet. Slim
1: and well. Rosemary Connolly.
0: All sorts. <laughs> and they'd be like, we're on, we're healthy eating. We're starting with healthy eating today. And then, so that triggered something in me, which same as you, which is like, diets do not work because all they do is it's a constant circle it's just it's just a circular thing of starting to diet failing to diet feeling bad about yourself not liking yourself starting to diet again And and it's a it's like you said it's getting into the getting your mindset onto like actually i can if if my genes feel a bit tight I'll just I'll just eat some soup. I'll eat a bit of salad. I'll eat, yeah. but, but I'll eat healthy, and I'll eat all the yeah. food groups, and not stop cutting things out as well. Yeah. But
1: just rein it in. It's basically a hard one lesson. Day.
0: Yeah, rein it in. Don't go down and drink four pints down the pub. You know, it's like, oh, not that anybody do, ever does that. Just yeah. rein it in the next day. Yeah, exactly.
1: I think without yeah. sort of going too far into it, I think it it affected me, and it probably affects most people in a I deeply it does. psychological way. Yeah, of course it does. And it is probably the most legal drug that will ever have and Mm. we will never ban it because it's food yeah so it's a whole other separate issue yeah um I'm very very sensitive to when people insult people about their weight whether it's thin or fat I will always be the fat girl because I was very I was very obese I will always be that sensitive soul when it comes to Mm. that you know people judging people on weight because it's not okay and I I you know I suffered with it for years and probably nobody knew because I was always come across as quite confident. Yeah. I don't even think my mother was aware how deeply it affected me. But the truth is I'm not that person now. No. And I found a, a very happy balance that, you know, that voice never leaves. No. And I can find those sometimes that those patterns actually, mm. they're, they're always there ready, almost in starting position, ready to ready shoot to just off jump on. at any time yeah, to yeah, sabotage yeah. your happiness. But I catch myself. Yeah. When I can.
0: Have a word with yourself.
1: You do. You just think, oh, rubbish. Yeah. I'll eat what I want to eat. And sometimes, no matter how hard I want to lose weight, I'm clearly not in that frame of mind.
0: You know what? I think there's probably so many people listening to this who who feel the same, who have that little that little struggle once yeah. in a while, who have that little conversation with yeah. themselves about, you know, it, at the end of the day, it's food we're in charge of it and so many mixed messages come through and it's you you have to do something like where you just put like interference for all the messages and go I know that if I eat more healthy food and move around a bit more that things will be things will be better because that's the equation we all need we don't need to be told don't eat this eat this don't eat that because that's just like restricting yourself and and the beauty of it is that you get in your job <laughs> to share all the good stuff mm. as well. And I mean, I think that comes through in all of your cooking as well. Yeah. Cause it's, you know, as I said, you've done this spice led comfort food, but actually when you look at n- nutrition on them, they're great, you yeah. know, they're, and they're all, they're also going to satisfy you. That's the thing for me is like yeah. feeling satisfied, feeling like I've eaten that meal and now I'm just going to like chill out and I'm happy. Yeah. And I'm not like staring at the biscuit. I mean, who's got a biscuit barrel, but you know, I don't know. Have you I, got don't know. I, t- I tell you what, I, I went into
1: my bedroom today and I kind of opened the drawers because you know I've been away for a, for a yeah. month and what I opened the drawer and I just went to put my hairdryer away and then I looked at it and I, there was about fifteen packets of crisps, okay, two Your packets of biscuits drawer. and I was like. Oh my god! When did I make a snack <laughs> drawer? And I just thought to myself, that has to go. That has to snack go. Snack Because ne- I do have a. I love a holiday snack drawer. And you know, not going to lie, Christmas yeah. time it does dictate that level of kind of like I'm working my socks off, yeah. and I need some level of comfort. Yeah, it yeah, usually yeah, comes yeah. hand in hand because you know you've got so much work to get through before you can just wind so down. Your for little Christmas treat
0: thing, yeah. But I
1: was like oh hell no that's not happening and that's nothing to do with it being January but I broke an arm and a leg you know that and yeah. I was I gained a little bit of weight I'm yeah. not gonna lie and now I'm being mindful but you know I made probably one of the most fattening Persian stews last night and I yeah. had what I wanted yeah, but that's nice I'm just being mindful about my portion
0: size because portion size is a good way I I I often think like if I'm if I'm looking at stuff and like you said, being mindful about what I'm eating, I'll often just make whatever I want to make and just give myself a little bit less yeah. and actually just eat that and then think, am I full? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm pretty full. And then just carry on. And it's quickly like, dispose of your plate. I cause... freeze every month. I drive my husband insane because I literally, yeah. I'll do him a portion then i do mine and then the rest goes in the tupperware straight in the freezer because Good. i want to keep it till next week i don't want to i don't want him to like to finish the leftover but that's why we do that because yeah. that's the
1: human condition and we're all exactly the same yeah. when and it's great because it means you've it. got
0: a meal for next week as well and do, I do, but it also means
1: you're not going to be snacking i did yeah. the same thing with pasta yesterday yeah. and actually i didn't eat even as much as i had cut back mm. I, I went Big on my veg first, and, and I made a mushroom and asparagus pasta. Nice. And I'm big on my veg first. And then I looked and I just noticed I stopped eating, eating the pasta and I ran
0: into the kitchen <laughs> and
1: put the plate away because I was like, oh, if that sits there for another hour, I'll yeah. eat cold pasta. Oh, I have did it. no
0: shame. I'll cold pasta is one of my favourite things. Is it?
1: <laughs> I love it. I can't eat cold pizza. I toe the line at cold pizza. I love um, a cold curry. I
0: love cold pizza. Depends curry. how hungover I am. <laughs> I'm gonna now grab the issue and um, let's talk about some of these recipes to tempt people to go out and buy this issue because it is actually on sale until 25th, and I think this is going out at the end of the week. So, um, talk about some of the inspiration behind it. Um, this one, the bone marrow chili. Wow! How did you come <laughs> up with that? You,
1: I did. The truth is, that I don't come up with stuff. Really? No. I think out of all of those recipes, I think one was a. The, the veggie one was a let me come up with something to make it a little bit more special than the version so the, i make at home
0: the veggie one is butter bean and squash ragu with yogurt and hot mint oil it's beautiful yeah. as well it's, and it's got oh it's got levels and it's got like layers of flavor and it's just, so it's like a Butter beans in like a rich tomato kind of stew. Yeah, slightly spiced tomato stew
1: and it's got butternut squash in it. Just, I mean, quite frankly, you could use any beans, but I think butter beans are a bit more substantial. I love butter beans. It's my new thing. Underrated.
0: Yeah, they're really underrated. Really underrated.
1: (laughs) Um, But, you know, it's a very Persian thing to have yoghurt with everything. So that's the yoghurt on it. And the hot mint oil is actually a really Persian thing. Because
0: you use dried mint, don't you?
1: Dried mint. And I, I, you know, I I have a recipe at my cookery school, at, at my cookery class, that that use dried mint and one of the first questions I ask people is like dried mint how many of you have dried mint on your spice cupboard and everybody raises their hands and I go right how How many of you know what to do with (laughs) dried mint not one And they're like, well, I've got two of your recipes that use dried mint. And I'm like, right, and here's a third one. Because we make this hot mint oil and pour it on one Mm. of our osh, one of our soupy, very heavy soupy dishes. Oshiriste, which means strand. So it's kind of got something almost like a spaghetti on the inside and loads of pulses. It's very wintry. Yeah. And we put a hot mint oil on it and some whey. And I thought, you know, with veggie food i like to make food that's just food yeah because we are we eat meat in my house yeah and persians and middle eastern people for us if there's no meat on the table something's it's suspiciously wrong Proper meal. <laughs> yeah but for us in my house yeah you know, we are definitely yeah. eating so much less meat yeah. so the simple ways for us for mm. me in my house yogurt is a standard thing we yeah. always have it in the fridge yeah And then hot mint oil, very easy to do. Adding simple layers is Mm. what makes something far more appealing, far more substantial. And it doesn't have to cost the earth, and it doesn't have to be so
0: complicated that you just think, oh, God. And actually the dried mint, you'd think, oh, how much flavour is in that? But the like sizzling it in the oil just brings all those flavours back out, doesn't it? Yeah, Yeah.
1: really, really intense. But the rest of them, to be honest, that bone marrow bone I think marrow at the chili. time we talked about doing these recipes I think I, I just saw you were doing it on Instagram yeah.
0: and I was like so um, can we do that bone marrow chilli <laughs> yeah. that you put on Instagram yeah, Sabrina like, call the recipe <laughs> call the recipe so, so I, I, I was just
1: I was I'm not going to lie I was feeling poorly mm. um, you know my fella was feeling poorly as well and I just bones is what I always go to whether it's making a good chicken soup or a yeah, good Yeah it's got all that flavour hasn't it yeah and I, I was I, it was the first time I. I thought let me stick bone marrow in this and mm. see if it enriches it and it was so good oh, it's
0: so good and
1: then I just realized it's, it's always a good sort of test of what people think everybody oh. on Instagram went bananas about Completely. it oh I never th- oh my god and I, I was like all right this is
0: obviously a really good idea because it just enriches that and and it's it's, it's quite so subtle funny. it's like you've put something magic in there and if you if you took the bone out and served it and said to somebody what what is it you they wouldn't be able to they tell you what it was. Know. They would never guess they what would it never was. Know. But it just takes it to the next level.
1: But also, more importantly, it's cooking with bones. We, when you're using, you know, just mince, mm. because normally I would do it with shredded chuck or shredded yeah. pork or something like that. And uh, but actually, we like an old like American-style chili, or an old-fashioned old mince chili. 80s chili. I love it. But this, I, I'm quite proud of this because it took me a while. I remember once I was trying to make a chili and I thought I had. This was two decades ago and I thought I had the chilli sachet you know the sachets of chilli con carne mix yeah yeah I've used those (laughs) I hold my hands up and I and I didn't have it and Mm. I thought it can't
0: be that what's in it and it's like cumin and paprika and well, chili powder and yeah Did, but it's never just, know but there's like flavors in there isn't there yeah that, yeah so i kind of my so you were mimicking that basically i do and
1: me and my fellow we had this competition because he reckons he makes the best chili but he puts like <laughs> six different meats in it and i'm like babe that sounds minging <laughs> too complex he, he just like you will love it and i'm like no and then i made him this and he went all right then okay and i was like you're not feeling so confident now <laughs> are you and i think that that is what ghetto chilli needs to taste like but it's well made and it's not fattening and i'm not even thinking about the calories no i don't care about the calories if you wanted to make it a little bit low fat yeah all right ditch the bone marrow but there's nothing fattening about There's nothing no apart from the handful
0: of cheese that if you're like me you like cheese yeah well i was just about to say the the beauty of it is that you do serve it with chopped raw onion one of my favorite things and grated cheddar and i love that that just again it's like (laughs) They it is chilli, like yeah.
1: It, 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 totally. yeah. And in
0: America... That's how you have it, it. ...with yellow little, cheese,
1: crackers yeah, and Yeah, a little cup onion. of chilli yeah. with
0: crackers to crunch a in. Big cup of chilli. Yeah, a big of chili, <laughs> 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 bowl of chilli, please. Um, and then let's talk about... What should we talk about? Oh, the, the, the The kofta... The kofta shepherd's pie. pie. I mean, shepherd's pie is, I think, if you had a poster... God's ...gift. The poster boy for comfort food has got to be a shepherd's pie, God. hasn't it? This is what gets my
1: goat when people say... British food, oh, it's all fish and chips, or they go, or they call us roast beefs in France. And I, I get really offended. <laughs> I'm not know. in English, but I am British, and I'm like, nobody does a pie, savory hmm. pie, like England does. No. I don't care what country you come from, I'll fight you on it. <laughs> we really fish pie. <laughs> pie food. Shepherd's pie. pie, pie. Shepherds' Chicken pie. <laughs> pie. <laughs> I mean, Cornish pasty. Listen, I I will put my dukes up over this. This is how strongly Mm. I feel. The only thing I felt about this is I don't like changing good old British recipes because it's not broke. No. However, if I have something to contribute that I think is a nice sideline to tradition and a change, but see, tradition always has to slot in there first for me, and then I I came up with this and I thought... It's genius. Yeah. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Them, tell them why it's genius. Lie. Because koftas are something I make all yeah. the time. And yeah. actually I'd just come back from Turkey and I'd made a, a dish of mini meatballs and a, a spicy tomato sauce that's very Turkish based on the dish yeah. I'd had out there. And I thought, yeah, mini meatballs, you know. Oh, yeah, made. it's beautiful. Why am I not making those? And then when we talked, I thought, I fancy a shepherd's pie. Yeah. Kofta. That's that's what's going to make this totally different
0: yeah. kofta. So slightly spicy. So yeah. they're spiced with a little bit of yeah. turmeric and garlic granules and cumin. But the genius move is in the, in the gravy. You've got harissa, um, but you've also got gravy granules. You've got so to have bit, gravy granules. And you know what? I so know it's like it's like a great. It's like a proper gravy, but then with a little bit of spice in it. I love that. I love yeah. the fact that you get like you you eat it and you get the double whammy of like, oh my God, it's shepherd's pie, but it's warm and it's spicy and it's got this weird, not weird depth, it's got this depth. Difference. But then you can taste the gravy as well. I mean, it's just super. See,
1: I can't not have, you know what brands we're talking about. Yeah. I have to have those gravy granules. You can talk, you can say Bisto. Can I? Yeah. All right. Say it. Bisto. <laughs> ah, Bisto. I grew up with those adverts yeah. on telly and oh, no. do you know what? I'm not an ingredient snob and no. I tell you I could not not exist without that. No. I have to have it in the cupboard. You know, and I'm talking about the chicken variety, the beef yep. variety, <laughs> yeah. the sausage and onion variety. I'm I, listen, those those have their place because they are quick thickeners yeah. and they have flavour. My only up my only beef with these gravies okay. is that they don't have the salt that they used to do when I you was. You have to younger. add that back in. I always do. Yeah. But you know, if I'm gonna do a recipe, it has to be different. But it I think has to be yeah. a Sabrina recipe. Yeah. Otherwise, why am I doing it? So yeah. Harissa. If you want to, otherwise you can just do a perfectly normal English shepherd's pie using cofters. If you fancy, yeah, it's the quite change. cute.
0: It's different because yeah. then you get the nice little like nuggets of it is. meat and it's stuff. A bit of a surprise, and actually,
1: yeah. a little mint still goes a long way with the cofters.
0: So, lastly, should we talk about the the crazy Sabrina recipe? I'm calling it because really? yeah. yeah. this I think this went a bit mad. On I know Laura, our editor, made this over she Christmas yeah. and she loved it. And it's the cod. Sabrina sent me this thing and she said, "and cod dogs." And I was like, "cod dogs? What is a cod I, I didn't dog?" You go for them. I thought I thought you should just think she's bonkers. Yeah, I did <laughs> think you were bonkers, but I also thought you were genius bonkers. But this is why. We love, you know, commissioning people that aren't us to write recipes because you come up with mad ideas, which are brilliant, like cod dogs. Um, tell us about the cod dogs. How are they, What are they? So, <laughs> do you know what?
1: Fish is something we we just, we have an issue with fish yeah. in this country, don't we? we? We do still eat it and we produce some incredible fish mm. in our shores that are seasonal and, and just beautiful fish that's in season right now yeah. and it's British and it's not endangered and no. you can eat it. And I just think that you know sometimes like you know I live with somebody who like professes not to eat fish but you know will nail a kilo of sushi when we're out. <laughs> so I think people are just pnickety a little yeah. bit with fish. If it's not covered in batter or breadcrumbs, we've got a bit of an issue yeah. let's Let's be honest.
0: But when it is covered in batter and breadcrumbs, it's, it's so good. good.
1: <laughs> hence.
0: Hence the cod dog.
1: Hence cod dogs. But what I do, because I don't like the normal batter. What I do with this cod dogs is I kind of batter them like a, a like fried chicken. Yeah, it's like a little goujon-y little nugget isn't it but yeah. also the batter is is a fried chicken batter so that is it's kind of based on that it's just mm. not crumbs and it's not an actual liquid yeah so batter. we've got
0: we've got um you're dredging them in what is it a heavily flour, spiced
1: sort of flour, flour really.
0: paprika mustard powder garlic granules cayenne turmeric again and oh my god they come out just looking this gorgeous golden, golden color
1: yeah or or, or to be perfectly honest, any old spices that you can find in yep. your spice cupboard. This just happens to be my yeah. selection. I like a little bit of mustard powder. I think it's really we underrated. Love mustard powder, it's
0: such a good really, thing. Really,
1: really underrated in things. So that's kind of what I made. Yeah. Um, and I just I think if I wanted to eat fish, this is how I want to eat yeah. it. You know So basically
0: you battered little chunks of cod in your spicy batter yep. and then they're put into soft um Soft hot dog bun hot dog, or a brioche bun. Or, which works so well because of that more texture. Ish. It's kind of if you think about it, I guess
1: it's a little bit like a lobster roll, but my <laughs> Yeah, exactly. problem with a lobster roll is it's yes, it's lots of lobster meat, but it's kind of missing a little bit of ump for me yeah. on the lobster meat. I either want to eat lobster meat by itself because it's quite sweet and delicate yeah, and, and it's expensive. expensive. <laughs> really expensive. But this has loads of punch, and I could probably nail about three of these.
0: And then on top, you've got harissa lime mayo, which is mayo, lime, and harissa just mixed together. Again, lovely and simple, but just adds so much to it. And then a really fresh relish of onion, tomato, dill. I love dill. I, I think you, dill you're too. a big fan of dill. I am. I never used to really like it and now I'm just all over it. I just can't get enough just, of it. I just, I always say
1: dill is not just for Christmas, no. it's for life. <laughs> you know, when because people put dill on Gravidlax yeah, and Gravidlax just, only sends to come out for Brits. It's yeah. only a Christmas thing. We oh. always whip out the salmon at
0: Christmas. Yeah, get the dill out. You
1: know, yeah. And I just think, you know, yeah. it's, it's really underrated and also, you know, I, I also feel like I have a responsibility to use different ingredients to the cooks because mm. my corner of the world is different and my recipes are different mm. so i like pushing the boat out and thinking with the ingredients that people yeah. even though fish and dill is actually quite a common, common you know thing. yeah you know but it's kind of fish, a bad combo but
0: fish mayo harissa dill kind of layers, it just layers, layers and layers and, layers and layers of flavor even if yeah. you
1: bought like a shop-bought sauce or a shop-bought mm. mayo with flavor like no judgment but just I do really like that and you know I'm a noodle person I'm a pie person I'm I'm you know a rice and comfort person so
0: I mean you you don't have to convince me I think I'm gonna um, (laughs) I'm, I'm gonna be making that going chili next. I, well yeah, if i wasn't married already then i might be getting down on one knee right now thank you so much for talking to us today you have been as always amazing thank you and, very um, much i hope you do come back in april to chat to us about your new I book i will you'll have to so i'll be kicking down your that. door <laughs>
1: but thanks. we're going vegetarian in april you know that
0: that's good I like yeah that as well. it's,
1: it's, it's a big deal for me
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm not going vegetarian. You've done but, it, though. Uh, You've yeah. done it. The book's well, in. It's been printed. I'm thinking about vegetarians, but I'm also thinking I've got carnivores in mind. No. we meat eaters in Something mind. Something for
0: everybody. Something, just food. Someone's not, no just one's going to be, yeah. No one's going to be disappointed. Yeah. Anyway.
1: Yeah, I hope not.
0: Well, <laughs> anyway, January issue, still out until Friday the 25th. So go get it. And it's got um,
1: a beautiful non-flimsy salad on the cover it's got the kind of wonderful (laughs) bright colorful salad that you can get your teeth into it's not my recipe but it is beautiful (laughs) yeah i just thought i'd sing that because that's the kind of salad i want to eat yeah
0: um but yeah it's out there now so so go get it um and eventually they'll go onto the website as well um but yeah thank you so much for talking to us today thank you very much for coming So that was the Olive Magazine podcast. If you liked this episode, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. We'd really love to hear from you. If you'd like to find out more information on things in this episode, you can visit our website, olivemagazine.com. You can pick up a copy of our January issue with those brilliant Sabrina recipes on the newsstand now, or go and download the app version. Bye for now, and we'll be back next week with more food and drink chat.